Hello, Top Fan Rivalry followers. It's Wednesday. It's New Podcast Wednesday. As promised, we're going to do 10 new podcasts this year coming up with this baseball season. And who better than to do the Dodgers podcast than Mr. Bleeds Blue himself? We're going to call it Bleeding Blue. Mikey is in the house, and we're going to do a Dodger podcast once a week together. Mikey, are you excited about this or what? I love it. It's awesome. On a scale of one to excited, are you at least an 11.3 on the excited meter? Out of 10, I'm an 11. There you go. Well, see, then then you know. Then you know. Yeah. So I know you. You know me. But for the group that's out there watching this on YouTube right now, they may not know both of us. So why don't you tell everybody who you are and how you became a Dodger fan? Well, I am Mikey Bleeds Blue. Um, you can just call me Mikey, uh, how I became a Dodgers fan. Um, well, I come from a different generation than a lot of your probably people who are going to be seeing this. So I, I really started noticing them when I was about five. Um, and that's because, um, my uncles were Dodgers fans and, um, they introduced me to it. So that's simply how I became one. And it, it was, you know, a very, it was a good, a good time to be a Dodger fan in, in the, in the seventies. Um, they had some pretty exciting teams, you know, that, and, and they had, they had what I loved, which was always, you know, the same lineup, you, you could pretty much count on, I mean, the same infield was there for almost 10 full years together. Um, our managers, you know, we'd had two managers in the last, you know, 40 years between Walter Alston and Tommy Lasorda. I just, I just loved the, the fact that you, you knew, you knew them and they weren't going anywhere, you know? Yeah. And, um, and so for those of you that don't know Mikey, he lives in enemy territory. So he mm-hmm. was raised in the Bay Area. So being a Dodger fan is not easy to come by where he's at. Let me tell you. True story, Mikey. No, just uh thank gosh I was uh had some good family members and was born with good baseball taste. <laughs> there you go. Well, for those of you that know or don't know, I um even though I, I run Top Fan Rivalry and we cover all 30 teams, I'm a diehard Dodger fan. Um, I grew up in Orange County. Uh, parents were divorced. Uh, dad lived up in the Van Nuys area uh, with his new wife. My mom was in Orange County with with her new husband. And um, for some reason, I chose the Dodgers. I love history. I'm a huge history guy. I read a book about the president and the White House when I was 12 years old and I looked it up the other day because I thought it was like seven or 800 pages. Apparently it was 1500 pages. And I read it when I was 12. I just love history. And the Dodgers are that team that has that history and the seventies and eighties and gosh, 74, 77, 78, 81, 88. I mean, that's, that's five world series appearances inside of, of 14 15 years which is huge winning two out of the five so i i love the team i love the nostalgia of it i love the garvey lopes russell say infield that mikey talked about 
it's just fantastic. So yeah, um, thought we would introduce ourselves because this segment is going to be a lot more Dodger centric. Um, obviously, we have Astros in orbit with Susie. Um, we have Can of Corn with Big Dave. Uh, we got the weekly review uh, with Jackson, who's a Braves fan, and then Sam and I do around the diamond. But this segment is going to be pure for the Dodger purist, and oh, how we love it. So, um, Mikey, new thoughts about where we are a couple of days away from 2024. We got FanFest coming up, and then you and I got uh, got spring training. But talk to me about the big news, the stuff that the stuff that you saw in the offseason that Obviously, there's an elephant in the room on this one, but talk to me about the big news. <laughs> I would say there's, you know, I mean, one one huge elephant, but there's two other pretty big elephants in there. I mean, it we were spoiled this this offseason, um, you know, with the signing of Shohei Otani um, and Yamayoto and the trade for Glasnow. So, um, I mean what a time to be a Dodger fan. These last, you know, really 10 years. I mean, we, we've just, you know, we struggled in the playoffs. Yes. But I mean, for the most part, the Dodgers have done a lot of winning over the last 10 years. Yeah. And it's hard. It's hard to justify being frustrated when you've been to the world series in 17, 18 and 20. And so in the last six years, you've been there three times, one at once, arguably maybe a second time. Who knows? We can argue that point. But it's hard to be frustrated about going to the World Series three times in six years. Yes. Right. I mean, but yet some some people find a way to do it. And that's that must be a, a tough way to be a fan. You know, I don't tell anybody how to fan, but the best you can ask from your team and your ownership is to keep you to keep you involved for a baseball season. And I mean, our regular seasons have been incredible, you know, uh, absolutely incredible. Um, Dave Roberts, his, uh, you know, during 162 game seasons records is phenomenal. I mean, in the short amount of time that, you know, he's been there. Yeah. Um, so we've been spoiled and, and, you know, with the ownership group we have that they've gone out of their way to give the Dodgers a chance to win every year. Um, I mean, with the big signings of Mookie Betts and, or the big trade of Mook for Mookie Bet, Betts. And then, uh, you know, getting, Freddie Freeman as a free agent and then Otani and Yamiyoto, Yamiyoto, and then the trade for Glasnow. I mean, the Dodger um, front office and ownership group is willing to do whatever it takes to try and bring a winner to LA. Yeah. And it's, I, there's two things that I, and I agree with you, Mikey, there's two things that I think about this current, current era of 2024. Number one, I love the signings because it puts Walker Beeler on edge. It makes him produce because you've got Emmett Sheehan, you got Bobby Miller, the two young kids, and then you got Yamamoto, and you've got Tyler Glass now. If Walker doesn't pitch and show up ready on day one and pitch effective, well, guess what? You replace Walker with Shohei the following year. 
And so it, and yeah, it's, it, you're right. And it, it's up to Walker Bueller because he's a free agent after this year. He's pitching for a contract. So coming yeah. off of his second Tommy John, I mean, he's got a lot to prove. So um, the Dodgers, from what I read today, did say, though, he was going to be on, they're going to manage him, you know, on his innings and pitch count and all manage that stuff. Away. So, manage yeah. away. I'm okay with that. But it's just, he's got to go out and he's got to give, a, even if they start him out at the beginning of the season and only let him go four innings, he's got to dominate. Those have got to be the four best innings that he's got. Yeah, right. well, well look at where we're at. I mean, two weeks ago, mm-hmm. he was going to be our number two starter, number one, number two. You right. know, him and Bobby Miller were the guys. Right. Um, now with the signing of Yamioto and um, the trade for Glasnow, I mean, you can slot him in at three or, or even four, really, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and and take some pressure off of him that way. He, yeah. You know, he's not, he doesn't have to be the ace, you know? Um, so yeah. I, I think that works in his favor too. Yeah. And, and honestly, I mean, I like that. I like the friendly competition. I don't want extra burden put on Walker. I think he's an incredible talent, but I, you know, honestly, I want that. I want that friendly competition. Cause I want, I want guys like Dustin May and Tony G who aren't going to pitch this season to get frustrated and go, doggone it, 2025, I'm coming back with a vengeance. I'm going to make this happen. Yeah. Right? Well, so the funny thing is about the Dustin May thing is I've, I I have heard that maybe after the All-Star break, he could be available. So we'll go see. And, go uh, Rusty, Dustin. But, uh, you know, I could see him, you know, since he's had arm problems in the past. Man, what – what like a closer kind of guy would he be if he could just use everything for one inning, you know, just give everything he has for one inning, one inning, maybe, maybe, maybe five outs on a, on a, a night, some nights, you know, I mean, the problem is, is can he go two and three and four nights in a row? Yeah, that's true. I mean, that's, that's where it gets a little dicey, but <laughs> I agree with you. What a problem to have though. Amen. I mean, Amen. you know, Gonsolin is out for the year, but you know when he's right what he can do. Um, Dustin May, when he's right, you know what he can do. Otani, we know what he can do when he's right. So we are, I mean, if just in a perfect world, let's just say that you go Yamioto, Glasnow, uh, Bueller, Miller, Sheehan, and they're healthy all year. They're healthy and and they're pitching well. Mm-hmm. Imagine what 2025 is going to be like when you add three or four more other starters that are coming back healthy. You know, I mean, talk about a great problem to have. I mean, you can make two, three huge trades for big pieces, you know. Um, I agree. I mean, it's, it's crazy. But, you know, we all know that probably throughout the whole year, uh, some of these guys are going to have a stint on the on the IL. So what I like, Mikey, about this is, and and here's the frustration level that I have. And this is Dr. My Build. Now, I'm not the guy that's in the dugout, right? I mean, one of my favorite quotes says, you know, it, you got to be the man in the arena. Well, I'm not the man in the arena. But 
I've watched enough baseball over my life and I've played it and I've studied it and I analyze it enough to know that if you're going to make a long run in the playoffs, your pitchers have to give you five to six solid innings and they have to, you have to get at a bare minimum, at a bare minimum, they have to give you 50 wins. You're starting pitching. So tell me how we get how we don't get 50 wins. If Glassnow's healthy, Bobby Miller, Emmett Sheehan, Yamamoto, and Walker Beeler. I'm thinking yeah. maybe closer to 60 or 65, which then puts less stress on the bullpen to eat up innings, which then gets them ready for October. Does that make sense yeah. or no? Am I crazy? No, it does. And and we're, we're also not even mentioning a fact of, you know, after the All-Star break, Clayton Kershaw should be ready to go. Who's going to sign him? Um, it sounds like it's between the Dodgers and Rangers. And, you know, sadly at this point, I love the guy. He's a forever Dodger. He's first ballot Hall of Famer. If, he, if he's, yeah. And if he's healthy, uh, I'd love to have him, but um, he's not the priority he used to be. So um, I, I don't think they'll break the bank for him, but if they can bring him back, I'm sure they would love to. Uh, one year, eight million, ten million. I'm okay with that because of what he's going to do with the young kids. I mean, I told you this, Mikey, when I was at Petco last season. Uh, uh, Bobby Miller was out there shagging fly balls during batting practice, and Clayton was standing next to him, and they were working in between balls getting hit out. Clayton was working on his um, his delivery with with Bobby Miller, like showing Bobby Miller just balancing routines and things like that, which. You don't get you don't see that in the scorebook, but if you're Bobby Miller, who better than a first ballot Hall of Fame guy to teach yeah. you what he's and, learned? And, and not just Bobby Miller. I mean, last year we know what happened to our uh, starting pitching. Yeah. Um, and 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 how we <laughs> how we even did what we did in the regular season was amazing. Mm -hmm. Um but not just Bobby Miller. I mean, Emmett Sheehan got to pick his brain. Michael Grove got to pick his brain. Um, Ryan Pepio, who, you know, I mean, you when you want to bring good players in, you got to trade good players in. And Pepio's now um, a devil Ray or Ray, right? Ray, yeah. Yeah. So him and, and, and it was hard. You know, Johnny DeLuca was where the game is going now. He was one of our better athletes i mean right. the guy is an athlete right um but you know like i said you got to get someone good you got to give up good pieces so yeah so mikey the one thing that i don't i'm not concerned about is the dodgers were i won't mention a team but the yankees where they're everybody's saying well we're buying the championship we're buying this we're buying that we're buying this we homegrown talent look at james out Look at look at um, Gavin Lux, right? We homegrown talent. Bobby we'll, Miller, Will Smith, Will Smith. Yeah. yeah, we'll we'll pay for guys, but we also homegrown talent. And we all they look look at the guys who we picked up off the scrap heap, like keep like Max Muncie and Justin T Turner oh, and right. Chris Taylor and pitcher Tyler Anderson, and I mean. You know, they find guys that, uh, you know, that people have given up on and, you know, help them with a thing or two here or there. 
or maybe it just took that long for them to figure it out, you know, but it's, it's not like we buy every free agent on the block. No, no. And so, yeah. So Mikey, one of the things, and I've been getting a lot of people asking me about this and it drives me nuts. One of the hardest things in professional sports is to win a championship. Now, you know, there's a documentary called It Ain't Over, where Yogi Berra, where Derek Jeter tells Yogi Berra, hey, Yogi, you know, I know you won 10, but with the new playoff format, it's really like winning five. And Yogi's response well, says, well, come over, you can count the rings if you'd like. And so Yogi just kind of put that. But it's super hard to win a World Series, win a championship. Yeah. So here's my thought, Mikey. I say the Dodgers need to get to the fall classic within the next three years. So 2024, 2025, 2026, they got to get there. Within the first five years, 27 and 28, they have to win one. Within that 10-year margin of the Shohei contract, they've got to win a minimum two World Series and have to be there at least three times. Because I, I know everybody thinks, you know, and somebody said today to me, they need to win four or five out of these 10 years. You know how hard that is to do. Yeah, I yeah. mean, <laughs> that's not that's it's that's not realistic. I mean, you never know. I didn't mm -hmm. think the Dodgers would win. You know, ten out of the the last eleven uh, National League Wests, and they did so. And the only year they didn't, they won what a hundred and six games. Yeah, and lost by <laughs> by one game, one hundred and seven yeah. San Francisco, and then knocked the team out that did it to them so that you know took it from them so i mean but see, it's been an amazing run it has been but see mikey I, here's the thing is it if you're a fan if you're a baseball fan you're a baseball pierce you understand this if you're just the dodger fan that wants to go for the cheap beer or hot dogs or whatever okay yeah you need to win 10 world series out of 10 world series because Shohei we're paying 700 million but it's not realistic I'll be happy getting to the big dance three times in this 10 years and winning two out of the three. Yeah. I mean, if it was so easy, Mike Trout and him together would have won stuff. So, exactly. I mean, exactly. I mean, they're arguably two of the best players in baseball. So why, <laughs> why didn't they win? Yeah, no, I, I feel you there. And I just, I, just somebody said to me today, it's a, and they use these terms, uh, on the phone with me, they said it is an epic fail, epic fail, Mikey, if the Dodgers don't win four World Series out of these 10 years. I hope it's not someone I know. It is, actually. It, it, it's, it, we'll talk well, about we, that offline. That's, yeah. But, but I, epic fail was the term that was used to me. And I laughed because I thought, okay, in a 10-year span winning four World Series, there's been the Giants that did it every other year, right, for that whatever. Well, they actually didn't even win four. They won three. The only mm -hmm. team that's ever done four is the Yankees. The Yankees. And when, though, in the 1930s, 20s, well, they 30s? Won, they won 98. Oh. Or, I'm sorry, 96, 98, 99, 2000. Okay. Lost 2001. So in four years, they or in five years, they won four titles. That's, yeah. But that's. But again, and then they did it. They got back to the big dance in 01, lost, got to the big dance in 03, lost, got to the big dance in 09, and won, but haven't been back to the big dance since 09. Yeah. So, 
I mean, it's it's it, it, it's thing. not easy to win. I'm sorry. I mean, you got 30, you got 29 other teams, you know, that and, you know, everybody plays everybody now. Um, so when you do come down to it at the end, there's really no secrets. You, you've you already yeah. played the other team, you know, yeah. everybody's pinched, pitched against everybody. You generally are or watched the game that, you know, the other pitcher was pitching against, but there, there's no surprise. It's just, it's hard to win. It's just hard to win these days consistently. It is incredibly difficult to win. It, there's two seasons, right? There's the 162 games. And if that's not beaten up on your body enough, then let's fast forward a little bit and say, okay, then you've got the, the postseason and I know some people love the rest. Some people say the rest isn't fair, whatever. But um, regardless, you have to be the way that the the new playoff format is. You have to be on all the time. Yeah, and you have uh, to be on for months straight. I'm still one. I I I think you and I might differ on this one, but I I still like being able to set up my rotation and. Yeah. If you know guys are are hurting, give them a, a couple days to to heal up. Um, the last couple of years, it it looks like it's hurt teams, but maybe they're just getting beaten because yeah. they're getting beaten. That's all. So so I'm gonna, Mikey. I'll tell you, the Dodgers lost the series against the Diamondbacks on the very first batter when James Altman misplayed that fly ball. Because that got inside of Clayton's head, gave up five runs, fine. But then you put you put a best of three situation, or best, I'm sorry, best of five situation on the backs of two kids who have never been there, right? And though Emmett Sheehan didn't perform incredible, though Bobby Miller didn't perform incredible, hats off to both of them. They weren't, Bobby Miller didn't even think he was going to get a drink of water in the MLB, much less start a playoff game in October this year. Yeah. You and I talked about this at the beginning of the season. We said he probably won't be coming up this season. It'll be 2024. In a perfect world, yeah. You know, but obviously we we know what happened in it. Yeah. Not only did we dip into Bobby Miller, Emmett Sheehan, Michael Grove, Ryan Pepio. I mean – uh, you know, Tony Gonsolin pitched before he got hurt. Dustin May pitched a few games before he got hurt. Clayton was in and out. Um, and back to the whole Diamondbacks thing, you know, I still semi-feel like we were cheated out of game one for letting him even pitch, knowing he was hurt. Amen. Amen. But at the same time, too, and I'm not, again, I'm not the man in the batter's box. I'm not the guy on the rubber. So I literally, I will never be the person never be the person on this side that makes fun of a player. But when you've got Mookie and Freddie and they go one for 21, oh my gosh, that's not enough. That's just mm-hmm. not enough. With those two players, that's not enough. Now, yeah, that, it, I mean, that that's, they set the tone of, of your lineup, you know. Yeah. Um, and, and it'll be interesting to see because those two um, hitting one and two have really kind of put up historic numbers for them the last couple of years. And you know, that's probably going to be be moved a little bit now. You're probably going to have Shohei hitting two and uh, Freddie Freeman hitting three. Okay. So 
so that's our grab bag right there. So everybody that's listening to this, we're always going to have a grab bag at the end of the, at the end of the, the podcast, just random stuff, right? Whether it's Dodgers related or not. Tonight's grab bag is I'm giving Mikey the keys to the kingdom. Mikey, let's assume everybody's healthy. Set up my one through eight lineup. And where's everybody playing? Let's hear it. Okay. And this is just, this is, you know, we don't know. I know the Dodgers are still looking for an outfielder. Right. So today is the 27th day of of December. So don't hold Mikey to this. Don't go unfollow him or clip him or anything like that. No death. It's Wednesday, the 27th. No, quit breaking my windows. Yeah. It gets old, you guys. Go for it. I don't know who gave out my address, but knock it off. There (laughs) There you go. Go for it. Tell me what you got. One through eight. All right. So, uh, well, do you want me to go in batting order too? Batting order. Okay. So, well, you're probably going to have Mookie leading off and playing second base. Okay. Um, At least that's how they kind of set it already for this offseason. Yep. 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 Um, Batting number two and DH. Otani. Okay. Uh batting third, playing first, uh Freddie Freeman. Okay. okay. Batting fourth, depending on lefties or righties, you're probably gonna have Will Smith batting four. Okay. And okay. catching. Um Max Muncie uh batting fifth, playing third. Okay. Uh Maybe someone like uh, James Altman hitting sixth because he's got some pop playing center field. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd say right now uh, they're going to want to try and do like a lefty, righty, lefty, righty. Maybe Chris Taylor batting seventh playing left. Okay. Uh, and then, uh, oh, wait. How many outfielders have I named so far? Two? Yeah. I miss someone because Gavin Lux should be in there at shortstop. Gavin Lux will be in shortstop. Um, you miss Jason Hayward. Oh, and then so that so I I think I messed up on my numbers though. Um <coughs> Okay, so you got so Will I Smith batting Alvin fourth. Play, playing center, um hitting sixth. Okay. Then seventh um would be Chris Taylor mm-hmm. playing left. Eighth, I would say probably Hayward. Okay. Right, and then um, Gavin um, turning over the lineup, um, hitting ninth, playing right. short. Okay, I like that. Would you like to hear my differences on yours? Sure. Okay. <laughs> you all right? Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> okay, here we go. Mookie Betts leading off playing second base. Batting second, Freddie Freeman playing first base. Batting third, doing the catching, Will Smith. Batting fourth, Shohei Otani, DHing. Batting fifth, Max Muncy. Batting sixth, Jason Hayward. Batting seventh, um, uh, batting seventh, I would put um, Gavin Lux in number seven. Chris Taylor eight, and let James Outman roll the lineup. Um, the reason why I like, and I know Shohei probably won't bat cleanup, but the reason why I like Shohei batting cleanup, Mikey, is because Betts 
Freeman and uh, Will Smith will see fantastic pitches if if Shohei's batting four. Because yeah, nobody we're wants left-handed heavy, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. But that takes us if we if we go my route, that takes us lefty righty all the way through number seven. So, but yeah, we are. I just and Shohei batting second, that's fine. Freddie and Will are still going to see. I'm just, pitching. I just have heard that's where they've slotted him so far. So yeah, but no, like I, I like we like we've said, you know, I mean, Mookie and Freddie have put up pretty historic <clears throat> numbers there two years to or so together, you know, so. But, but think about it like this. Think about it like this. If you're the starting pitcher and you're looking at a lineup and you go, okay, I got Mookie who was uh, in the hall or all-star, I'm sorry, MVP talks last season, followed by Freddie, followed by Will Smith. Crap. If I can't get these guys out, then I've got to face Shohei with somebody on base. That's to me, that's scary. That's all. Yeah, my only problem would be worrying about, you know, I know Max, God love him, 30 homer season or more, um, 100 RBIs, but his batting average and his strikeouts were nothing to be desired. So if you, I I would obviously, if there was two outs and Otani was up with a runner at second or runners at second and third with two outs, I'd probably put him on to face Max Muncy. Which Max has got to put the bat on the ball, just playing out because that's uh, that's a very viable thing is to walk Otani to get to Max. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and then here's the other thing that we're not taking into consideration here. So let's just say Mookie gets on and he doubles. Freddie strikes out, but Freddie does it in a Freddie fashion where he uses up eight or nine pitches. Will Smith comes up and he flies out. Now we got a runner on third and two outs. Well, you're going to walk Otani. Now, all of a sudden, you've got Max, but you've got the pitcher in 20 to 25 pitches in the first inning. Mm-hmm. So that's the untangible right there. So let's just say that Max flies out on four or five pitches. Now you're 25, 30 pitches into the first inning. Yeah. And generally, that's what you're going to get out of yeah. Max Muncy because he he's going to grind you. Yeah. You might strike out, but you're going to throw seven, eight pitches. Yeah. No, I I completely and totally agree. I just to me, it's so fascinating because I'm looking at this lineup as a as a former pitcher. I'm looking at this lineup going, there's nobody in this lineup, including Chris Taylor and Jason Hayward, that I want to pitch to, or. Maybe if Max is struggling, Mikey, you flip Max and you put in the number five position, maybe you put um, Gavin Lux. He's hit Who puts the ball in play when he plays. I mean, he does put the ball in play and he's yeah. got some speed. Yeah. And so, but anyways, it, it, these are all first world problems to have. I mean, you know, on paper, it looks like we're going to win 190 games a season, but we'll see. Look, I, I, I'll say it. For Dodger fans, as far as I'm concerned, where where the Padres were last year, everybody was talking about them winning a hundred. They should win 117 games. Um, you still got to win the games. We saw what happened to the Padres. They couldn't handle it. They couldn't handle the pressure, and it got to them. And they didn't have a very good season. Well, so hopefully the Dodgers. Oh, go ahead. 
I'm sorry, Mikey. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just hopefully the Dodgers get off to a like we were talking about before. If the Padres get off to a good start in the regular season, watch out. But they didn't, you know, and it, it kind of snowballed on them where they probably pressed so hard to try and get back in it that they played worse. Well, and and what I'm fearful of is I'm fearful of the 2008 Yankees. We score a bunch of runs, but we can't pitch. And I'm not if, really worried about that with our with with our our pitching staff. I'm at, at this point. Anything's possible, right? Yeah. The last thing I want to see happen, though, Mikey, is us averaging seven runs a game but giving up eight. Yeah. So, I I don't see it at this juncture right now, though. You, I'm I'm hoping we're right. I'm hoping we both agree. But, Mikey, how do we do for our first episode ever of Bleeding Blue? I like it. Did we do okay? I think so. Awesome. Well, Top Fan Rivalry followers, that's Mikey. I'm Bill. We're going to give this to you every week. Do you want to try and uh, throw a couple things out there about, you know, maybe as we get more comfortable doing this, we'll bring people in, have a guest or so. And Absolutely. Absolutely. So I was just going to say that. So, Mikey, I love where you're going with this. So, first of all, the first four episodes of this you'll hear on RSS feed and you'll hear on YouTube. So for those of you that are coming in through YouTube, make sure that you're subscribing to Top Fan Rivalry. Um, please understand in four weeks. So at the end of January, after Fan Fest, these will no longer be on YouTube. They will no longer be on RSS feed. They will no, be on, no longer be on Spotify. They will only be in the locker room. So you're going to have to get locker room access in order to to hear this content. But as time goes on, Mikey and I have friends. We will bring our friends into this. We'll have some fun. We might even bring one or two people that are out of the country. Mikey, maybe we'll get a guest that's out of the country to talk some Dodger baseball, right? From down under. From down under. That's right. So, Mikey, thank you so much for making time and making yourself available today. It's- no, no, I always join talk talking baseball with you, especially Dodger baseball, Bill especially so uh top fan rivalry followers we hope you enjoyed the first ever episode of bleeding blue let us know what you think uh give us comments throw us uh throw some information out on our social medias and we appreciate it we'll give it uh we'll give it a run at it next week as well thanks Mike. all right thanks everybody